I'm Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm terrific. Look at that. It's another It's another beautiful day, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A little warm, but... Yeah. Wow. We are just on this stretch. Like, if some if people just click on the podcast, they're going to think it's the same podcast every week because we start out the same way. Mm-hmm. It's I, beautiful. I think I only remember one rainy day. Where I sit, I look out my window, a big window. Same here, yeah. And I think I only remember one... It was a really, really rainy day. I remember thinking, yep. oh, I'm sure yes. you can hear the, the yes, rain. Yes, the thunder <laughs> rain, yeah. I remember that day. Well, you know, we were, we were talking um, Sunday at, at our church, and because of the requirements that the state has put on gatherings, we can't gather inside the building to say hi to each other. Mm-hmm. So after the services, we all go outside and... Someone commented to me last Sunday, he said, do you realize that every single Sunday since our church reopened, the weather has been beautiful and we could all go out into the parking lot and chat. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just, it has been an amazing summer. Um, And we were making the most of that opportunity this summer. Mm -hmm. That's my segue into my opportunity optimizers. So today we're going to talk about... um, the question that really each one of us needs to ask ourselves, and are we opportunity optimizers? And you're going to say, David, where in the world did you get that from? <laughs> so for our listeners, because you know, because I, I shared it with you, uh, last week I had the privilege of attending a virtual Maxwell certification event. It was virtual because we weren't allowed to go to Orlando this this time. But it was an amazing event. And, and they have what they call a think tank day, which um, usually occurs on the Friday or the Saturday before the certification event. Uh, this time they actually did it a week ahead, which was not good because I didn't know it until after it occurred. So thankfully they gave us access to it again for a couple days so that we could listen to the content. And one of the sessions with Mark Cole, who is uh, the CEO of the John Maxwell Enterprises, he gave us a teaching on being an opportunity optimizer. And I was kind of intrigued by that. And and we all know, you know, I had said this in a lot of our teachings and our podcasts when we went from winter into spring into early summer and and we were talking about that that situation that you and I referred refused to to discuss. <laughs> um and I, you know, I talked about looking for opportunities and seeing the positives in things. But Mark Cole took us down an even deeper path and he he, he made us do an assessment and he actually wanted us to post our scores <clears throat> in the chat on this virtual event, which I didn't do. And, and it wasn't that I wouldn't have done it, but I didn't listen to it live, so I couldn't do it. But I probably would have if I would have been, able, if I would have been on the, the teaching live. And he gave us 10 questions, and we had to answer on a scale of one to t- five, five being, you know, absolutely, this is the way we kind of view it, or no, we don't view it that way. And I'm going to go through, so in our post, um, I only gave three of the questions. But I said in the, in the email um, post that I'd give all 10 on the podcast. So here we go. So what you need to figure out from yourself is, are you, are you really an opportunity optimizer? And the first question was, do you see opportunities in problems? 
So if you were a person that, no, you were distracted by the problem and you didn't see the opportunity ever, you'd be a one. And if absolutely you see a problem and you said, oh, yes, there's an opportunity here, you'd give yourself a five. So the first one is, again, do you see opportunities and problems? Do you see opportunities in crisis? Now, it's, it's easier for me to see an opportunity in a problem. It's a little bit harder to see opportunities in crisis. So I had to give myself a little bit lower rating on that. Do you see opportunities in challenges? Number four, do you see opportunities in changes? Now, you know, I'm one of these people, I like things to stay the way they are. Like if I find out that my neighbors are moving, it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't want new neighbors. And so in the last six months, I think we've gotten... Our neighbors next door have moved and our neighbors across the street have moved. I'm beginning to think there might be something wrong with us. But <laughs> anyways, so and I and I kind of had to force myself into saying, well, no, these are just new friends that I haven't met yet. Mm -hmm. And how do I establish better, you know, a, a nice relationship with them? Um, do you see opportunities or excuses when things go wrong? And I think I confessed to you before we started recording it. That was my lowest score. Mm -hmm. When things go wrong, I rarely see it as an opportunity. I, I can usually find an excuse as to why it went <laughs> wrong. Um, do you see opportunities in rejection? Wow. You know, I had a low score there too because I'm a high I and we don't like to be rejected. So if mm -hmm. I see, if I get rejected, it's like, well, what's wrong with them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rather than what do I need to change? to be able to come back and, and be accepted type of thing with, my op with the offers that I'm making to them. Uh, do you see opportunities in hard work? Yeah, that was an easy one for me because I, I was raised to, to do that. Do you see opportunities in obstacles? Number nine, do you see opportunities in failures? So, I, you know, John wrote the book Failing Forward. Um, he also, I think, wrote a book, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. So I, had, I was familiar with that. So, yeah, I could say that, yeah, failures I can see opportunities in. Henry Ford said, uh, failure is the opportunity to begin again more intelligently. But number 10 was a really tough one for me. Do you see opportunities when you are wronged by someone? Now, my first thought when I read that is opportunity to get even, which that's not where we're supposed to go. But what Mark was saying is when somebody wrongs you, do you see it as an opportunity to strengthen a relationship, to make something positive out of it? So those 10 questions, answering on a scale of one to five, five being we are absolutely this opportunity optimizer, Mark said, if you have anything three or below, you need a lot of work. So I was thankful that I didn't score that low, um, but I realized that there were some areas in my life where my thinking wasn't where it needed to be to be an opportunity optimizer. So with that kind of long intro, what are your thoughts about this concept about being an opportunity optimizer? I think, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the questions right now because you did send them to me. Um, I think at first I was like, eh, these all are kind of similar. But now that I'm looking at them, um, they can tell you a lot about yourself, right. I think. Um, right. And, you know, as I'm reading through them and... I'm thinking about examples in my head. Um, uh -huh. And uh, I, I think there are a lot of opportunities, <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended, 
to to grow here. And I, I think when I first started seeing these, I started thinking about um, decisions and how mm. a lot of these are decisions. And there, you know, I'm one of those people like I, I have decision fatigue and um, that can get in the way of yeah. optimizing any opportunity because it's mm-hmm. just easier to default to like, right. you know, like when you think about, okay, when, when you're wronged by someone. Yes. For me, it might just be easier to say, well, forget them. Yeah. And move on. It requires less brain power for me to do that. Right. Um, but then I do see myself as someone who, and I'm surprised that you, you said you scored a little bit lower on this one, but do you see an opportunity in crisis? And we have a lot of experience with this lately. Lately we do. <laughs> and I think you didn't give yourself a high enough score for that. But, um, you know, I, I think for me, I, I did see the opportunity there. And I think that that was, again, part of my default response. Mm-hmm. Um, because while it did take brain power, it was almost as if, like, if you don't do this, if you don't see opportunities right now, like you're going to go to a dark place. So I I think about like the decision behind this and the, the thought, the thinking and the brain power that goes into this. And I really think that like, it is totally possible to develop your opportunity optimization. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that, that's kind of what was this nice refreshing kick, so to speak from, from Mark Cole. Because and and I and I really as I what I wrote here was you know to borrow a phrase from from Billy Fusillo there this is huge mm-hmm. I mean if we think about it the ability to take bad situations and and find an opportunity if we can do that across the board in our life that's transformational mm-hmm. this this clearly you and I touched a little bit on it before our we hit record and we won't talk about it now but. This different mind shift or shift in our mind and our thinking has health benefits mm-hmm. to us. It has relationship benefits to us. It It is really a game changer for people that want to be leaders. And leaders, again, anybody that influences someone, we're, we're all leaders somewhere, or we should be, hopefully. And, and, and the sad part is that if leaders don't get on this program, they are creating harm in their organizations. You know, I'm thinking of one right now that is so negative about everything that goes on, it is disrupting his entire organization because he can't see opportunity. All he sees is the negativity and the problems. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that someday he's going to be open enough to have somebody say, hey, can you help me figure this one out? Because mm-hmm. that's really what, 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 what he needs. Um, so one of the points I made was I said it's a skill that's learned. And then in my writing, I'm saying, but it's a thinking change. And, and it's true. We, we have to learn the skill of thinking differently. And, you know, I had mentioned, and I won't get into it um, today. It'll probably be a podcast later on, um, a book that, I'm, that I just finished listening to. And now I, and I bought the hard copy, so I'm going to kind of go through so I can underline things and pull more content out from uh by dr carolyn leaf that really talks about switching the way our brain is working so that 
we take the negative toxic thoughts and replace them with positive opportunity focused type of thoughts Mm -hmm. and we can really change our life oh yeah you know if you somebody one time said if you change the way you see things the way the things you see change Mm -hmm. so that's that's really cool yep um did I interrupt you? Did you want to say something? I, I, w- I was just going to, I was just remembering some, you know, something from a few years ago when, um, because some, like that can seem like a big task to say yes. like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to change the way I think. Well, I think, at, you know, at first it is something, it's almost like you have to, to pinch yourself every time and, and, and oh, I, you know, remind yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm changing the way I'm looking at things. I'm changing the way right. I'm thinking. And then and eventually it becomes, um, you know, like second nature, just like a, a habit turns into a behavior. So yes. I was remembering a couple of years ago when I was talking to a friend. And again, I think this is where dialogue can be really helpful. Um, and I was saying, and I, like everyone on this podcast that listens to this podcast knows that I am not a cold weather winter fan like you. Um, <laughs> I struggle with not seeing the sun and the gloomy mm-hmm. days. And I'm not, I, I never really learned how to ski. So I can't even look forward to that. And I was talking to a friend and I was like really down about the quote impending doom of winter. And I'll start <laughs> and I'll like, my mind will go like this time of year. Sure. It could be August and I'm like, winter's coming. Winter's really coming. Like it's going to be January. It's so dark in the morning. And, yeah. And I, you know, I can really get myself in a tizzy. And she said, well, look at this as an opportunity to stay inside and like be cozy and hibernate and like read and light candles and have a fire. And like, um, I think there's a whole like Danish concept around this uh, and, and I was like, you know, like, that's really a good point because I really do enjoy reading and sitting by the fire and, um, right. not ha- like lowering kind of, she's like, and you, you can like lower your expectations. Like you don't sure. have to go outside and like be busy and run around. You can just like stay in and, and do those things. And ever since then, I, I'm like retraining my brain to think about that. And I think that's partially where my bucket list, um, my fall bucket list came into play last year was because I needed to, like, I I really needed to optimize Mm -hmm. that time, the the few months between summer and winter. Yeah, your bucket list changed your thought process. Right. From what I couldn't do to, wow, what do we get to do? Mm -hmm. And what do we want to make sure we do? Mm -hmm. So, and I was really super excited when you sent me your bucket list for fall. Yep. It's all printed. You sent me a picture of it. Ready to go. We already have one thing checked off. <laughs> wow, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we can do this. But yeah. what it takes is a willingness to do it. And we need to shift a mindset to being an opportunity optimizer. And and one of the things so Mark Cole also gave us some um some additional tips here on, you know, what is the mindset of an opportunity optimizer. And and number one was opportunity requires boldness and courage. Yeah, if it's not for the faint of heart, because you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Anything worthwhile is uphill. If it's a downhill ride, it's not worthwhile because you don't accomplish anything by going down. You only accomplish things by climbing. And and the other thing, this is something else that I um, 
well, I'll, it'll fit into my point two here, the magic of advanced attraction. And so uh, let me go through what, what I hit, the notes that I wrote under that one. Um, you need to see success before you can achieve it. So can you truly see what it is you want to achieve? What is it mm -hmm. you want to achieve for yourself, for your family, for your relationships, for your team, for your company, for your community? Can you, can you see it to the point of being able to write it down? as if you were trying to describe it to someone else so that they could have the same picture. Number two, when you know who you are and what you want to achieve, you will attract others, obtain knowledge, and the resources needed to achieve your vision. So people say, no, this, is, this isn't real. This is a bunch of that psychobabble, mumbo-jumbo kind of stuff. So here was an example of... the that fits this that just happened today. So yesterday I was making the notes for today's podcast and I wrote the post and I sent that to you. I think I got it to you before the end of the day, right? It was mm -hmm. maybe mid-afternoon, something like that. I stopped thinking, I stopped consciously thinking about the podcast and the post as soon as I sent it to you because I had way too many other things on my <laughs> mind. I had, I had a conference call last evening that ended at like 10.30 Um I, I was, there were things going on. It just seemed like I, I was still sending emails to a coaching client at like 1030. After my conference call, I was responding. So that's the way yesterday went. This morning, before I really got an, into my day, I started listening to another teaching that I had missed through one of my coaching mentors from this think tank day. I'm not thinking about opportunity maximizers or optimizers, excuse me. But as he's talking, Christian says this. Reactive and creative are exact, use exactly the same letters, same number of letters. It's just the C is in a different place. Mm -hmm. Boom, it hit me. As I'm writing that note, use in podcast. <laughs> because an opportunity optimizer is someone mm -hmm. who is not reactive. They are creative. Mm -hmm. Now, I wasn't actively thinking about it, but my preconscious thought brain was, was still scanning for anything that fit what I was thinking about yesterday. So by changing what you're thinking about, intentionally thinking about, and write, you know, spending time to write it down, those type of things you begin to find the resources that were already there. You just didn't see them because you hadn't thought about it enough. To me, that is like the proof of, of the magic of advanced attraction. Number three, your mind will think things. Number four, I'm sorry, number two, three, with your mind, you will think things. Number four, with your eyes, you will see things. Number five, with your heart, you will feel things. Number six, with your ears, you will hear things. And number seven, with your mouth, you will speak things. So by focusing on that vision and, and making that, you know, um, Napoleon Hill would have said you need to write that statement out and read it in the morning when you get up and read it before you go to bed at night. It's that kind of saturation of your thought, your vision, your plan that needs to take place. When that happens, it's affecting you know, your mind, your eyes, your heart, your ears, your mouth, and that others will come along because they will connect with the vision that you have. They'll buy into that goal, that vision that you have, because you want to attract like-minded people. 
So for me, that was just like huge. And I loved how this morning is like, boom, it's right there. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Number three, the power of yes. Don't let your focus be on why you can't. Get to yes first and you get a head start. You know, leaders see more than others see and they see before others see. And if you, you don't have to be the best to get there first. You just need a head start. John Maxwell loves to tell the story of he was having dinner with Gail Devers, who was the, the, the sprinter Olympic champion. And, and he's talking with her and he, he loves to tease people. And he said, you know, I think I could beat you in a race. (laughs) And she's looking at him and back then, I mean, he's lost about 35 pounds this, this, this unusual time we're in because he couldn't travel. And he's, so he exercises like crazy now. I think he, he walks and swims a total of five to seven miles a day. And he's 73. So he's lost 35 pounds since March. But so he says, here I am, the Pillsbury Doughboy, telling this Olympic track athlete that I can beat her in a race. And he said, she was about ready to take her high heels off and go outside and race me barefoot. And he goes, I bet I could beat you if I had an 80-yard head start on a 100-yard dash. <laughs> So what he was trying to say to us was, you don't have to be the fastest. You just need to start first and shorten the distance. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means by seeing more than others see and seeing before others see. And then number four I loved, it was the necessity of building a door. There are so many people that are waiting for a magic door to appear. That just doesn't happen. Build your door. So then the question might be, so how do I build a door? Get better. Learn. Research the things that, you're, that you really want to know. Um, get interested in things and, 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 and try to connect with people that have the same vision, the same thoughts that you do. And when you do that, the doors will be there. You're building the door. You're not waiting for somebody to open a magic door. You know, you just, you can't sit and wait for opportunity to come. It only comes to those who are prepared for the opportunity because they're looking for it. So those were, those were the four things that were the mindset of, of um, an opportunity optimizer. So I was, I was pretty pumped by this. I thought it was really cool stuff. I know it's going to, I got a lot of room to grow here. I've got, I got to do some work. Um, you know, I mentioned to you before the, the podcast that I really want to focus on this switch on your brain. Because my brain needs some work. And I know everybody's saying, yeah, your brain needs a lot of work. <laughs> but but the point is, my, my brain needs work and my mind has to get it working on the right things. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of changing your thinking so that you can become an opportunity optimizer. What did I miss? I, you know, I'm really looking forward to the, the time when we talk about the book you're reading because I think that will really lend itself to this topic. But I think I, – I don't think this is a difficult – an incredibly difficult thing to do. Like it, we talked about it. There's It does seem like, okay, like when you talk about your brain, right? Like, well, I'm not a brain surgeon or whatever. But it's like these are little shifts – that can yes. add up to big results and big progress. Exactly. And if you, I love the way you put that. If you can just like pause. And, and I know this because it's something that my mom talks to me a lot about. 
mm-hmm. and she she's been on the podcast before. She talked about the law of attraction, but she'll yes. like if I call her and I'm like really upset about something, um, and she'll say, "No, like this really like you know I'm so I'm you know I'm sorry that that you're feeling this way, but like it's because there's something better for you, mm-hmm. you know and and it's just like plain as day. I'm like, yeah, yep, you're right. Done. Like my pity party is over and I've moved on because I'm seeing the opportunity. So I think if we can just tr- start training our brains to first pause before we react yes. to a problem, a crisis, a challenge, a change, an obstacle, a failure to, mm-hmm. and, and then think, okay, so like I've identified something that I can't do because of an obstacle, but what could I do now? Um, right. And it's like that 30 second conversation with yourself. Yes. And eventually that's where your brain will go naturally. Exactly. Because Because you're building the pathways. You're building the pathways to change the way you think. Mm -hmm. You know, and and people would say, well, is that really, really possible? Well, maybe they should just, they they should just talk to my, my, my daughter-in-law, Ashley, who was the one that said, and I think she felt bad when she said it, that, you know, when somebody said, was your father-in-law always this positive? And she said, oh, no, you should have known him when I married his son. So maybe <laughs> Ashley brought the po- Ashley probably brought the positivity into our family, which she's wonderful and, and delightful and, and really has. Mm-hmm. Um, as all of my in-law kids are amazing. They are. But the point was I had to go through a really dark time to realize that my brain was a mess. Mm-hmm. You know, in the notes that, that you, you probably saw, but we just didn't talk about it, was... You know, 2011, 2012 were, were some of the best times for me professionally. I forgot how I worded it in there. It was because those were my dark days when I didn't know what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was wrong was the way I was thinking. And I had to begin to make a shift in my thinking. And once I started to make that shift in my thinking, I naturally had a more positive outlook. Now, that doesn't mean it always stays there. There's days when I start to go back and I have to say, no, don't go there build up the different kinds of thoughts so that I see opportunities, not problems. Because remember, reactive and creative are the same number of letters, the same letters, the C is just in a different place. I can be reactive or I can be creative. I can react to what is and feel bad for myself or as your mom would be saying to you, or you can create the future out of the situation that you would like. It's simple. Mm-hmm. We just got to work on it. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this book. Um, it actually came on Labor Day, which was surprising that it showed up in my mailbox on Labor Day. That's what Amazon can I do. I say I also got an Amazon delivery on Labor Day. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I know. Amazon I wish there was a people. way you could like check a box that says like, yeah. don't make my mail person deliver this right. on the holiday. <laughs> I don't need it on Sundays or holidays. Type right. Of thing, but. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I'm not sure when we're going to talk about that. I think it just depends on how quick I learn something from the book. Because I've already listened to the whole book. Now I'm going to physically read it so I can mark it all up. Mm-hmm. But it'll come out, I promise. Great. I have no idea what we're talking about next. I'm sure something That's will okay. come to you. Oh, something will come to me for sure. Mm-hmm. So do you have any special plans to work on something that's on your list? Yeah. So yes, we are definitely now moving our way through our fall bucket list. And I was really happy because I dug out my list from last year and, um, 
I, I think we really only had to change maybe like six of the, how many are on there? I actually have it pulled up right now. One, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, so I think there's like 30 things on here. Wow. 28 or 30. And I think I only had to change maybe six. So that was kind of a nice way to say a lot has changed, but a lot hasn't changed. There are still a lot of things that we can do. And um, this year, my older daughter was a little more understanding of what was going on. And she was a little bit more involved in adding things to the list when we had to come up with um, some new items. So we are certainly going to start working on that list and we're really excited to to have it back out. We um, have it hung up again and super. Yeah. How about you? Oh, that's exciting. So I'm, I'm going to try to go on my boat again. Nice. Because one of these days the water's going to be solid again and I can't do that. I know. (laughs) I know. But we've had some really, we were, um, on Saturday, when it was really cold and windy, we were mm-hmm. actually on Skinny Alice Lake. Not just with with the old boat, but even the my son Mike had our smaller Tupperware boat, plastic boat. Um, and we just had a great time. And my wife made a comment like, you know you're diehard boaters when you go out when it's like windy and 65 <laughs> degrees. But we had a great time. We picked mm-hmm. up pizza in the village in Skinny Alice oh, nice. and we ate on the boats and it was awesome. So, God willing, we may try to do that again this Saturday. We'll see. Yeah, get it, get in as many more trips. Got to get in as can. many hours as I can before mm-hmm. the water turns solid again. Which mm-hmm. it's still a ways away. There's a lot of leaves that are going to turn colors and pumpkins that are going to become orange before the water gets hard. So. Yep. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. And this was the next page. <laughs>